You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. So in today's episode, I want to actually talk to you about over-the-counter medications. And this is um, a topic that I've talked about previously um, in an older video that is posted on YouTube. But I I think it's time to up that. Uh, I'm going to have to get some samples and find some bottles used as props because there's been some new additions to the market, things that you can buy over-the-counter. and, you know, it's one of these things that has always kind of blown my mind is things that, you know, I think as a physician, we sort of take for granted as to, you know, what medicines do what and when they're used and what the doses are and what the side effects are. But I'm always kind of blown away at how how many patients don't get or understand these medications. And that's scary because these medications are available over the counter. Um, you go to a lot of foreign countries, you know, you can buy a lot of prescription drugs in America over the counter in other countries, but usually there's a direct relationship with the pharmacist and they have a lot of knowledge about what to take and what you can't take. But in America, you can buy all of these medications over the counter when we talk about a lot of these over the counter pain medicines and there is some significant risk and there's very little, you know, work on the drug maker's side to educate the people, yet They spend tons of money with direct-to-consumer marketing for all these prescription drugs, which you can't get by yourself. So, I mean, it's great to tell you that there's 15 side effects of this particular medication for a particular disease, but only your doctor can prescribe it. And it would be your doctor's job to review your other medications and discuss with you the potential risks and side effects of the drug. Just understand that these pharmaceutical companies, they spend about $10 billion dollars a year on marketing for direct-to-consumer marketing. So they're telling you about medications that you can't get without seeing a doctor, having a diagnosis, and getting a prescription, yet they very rarely spend that much time and effort for the very few commercials that you'll see about these over-the-counter medications and really going into depth about their side effects. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody talk about ibuprofen or acetaminophen and telling you what the side effects of GI bleeding and upset stomach? More regularly, you're hearing about these other rheumatologic drugs or cardiovascular drugs and the 20 million side effects that come with that. So I was interested and started, I'm in the process of doing this right now, a little survey in the office of my patients that are coming in. These are new consults that I haven't seen before. So I haven't had the chance to teach or educate them. And we're asking a lot of these questions about simple over-the-counter medications. And I haven't yet graded all of them to figure out what the results are. But what is interesting is patients will say, well, I really thought I understood what most of those drugs did, but what I realized from reading these questions and answering it is I really have no clue about what to take and what the side effects are. So my second side of that is going to be to, you know, do an educational program, but similar to this is to share this information with you so that you understand what you're potentially buying and what's right and what's wrong and what are the side effects and what the risks are. So again, like all of the medical stuff, always talk to your doctor. So, you know, you may have a particular health condition or you may have a particular medication that 
may contraindicate you using one of these medications. So, you know, you can buy them over the counter, but you should always check with your health provider to make sure that these are safe for you. So are they dangerous? Well, yeah, they're dangerous. So studies have actually shown that almost 100,000 people a year are hospitalized in the United States for anti-inflammatory related complications, most commonly GI-related complications. So problems with your stomach and your gut with bleeding ulcers most commonly. You can have cardiovascular problems, so the heart um, and, and the cardiovascular system, and also kidney problems. People can go into kidney failure and kidney disease if you take an excessive amount of anti-inflammatories. Well, what about Tylenol? Tylenol is not benign either. So there's 50,000 visits in the ER for Tylenol-related overdoses and complications related to Tylenol use. And even so much so that the maker of Tylenol a few years back changed the daily limit from 4,000 to 3,000. It's still 4,000 in other countries like Canada. And the reason that they reduced it, which is also one of the main reasons that I want to do this episode so I can inform you, is that medicines like Percocet, Roxaset, Norco, Vicodin, they're all pain medicines, which again, we really try to limit their use at all, but they also have Tylenol in them. And a lot of patients aren't aware of this. So they're in pain, they're taking higher doses of these narcotic medications that have Tylenol in them, and then they're also taking Tylenol on top of that. So quickly they go over this 4,000 milligram dose of Tylenol per day, and that leads to liver disease or liver failure. Um, So what they did is basically lower the recommended daily amount to 3,000 in the chance that if you didn't realize that there was Tylenol in your Vicodin or Norco or Percocet and you took it, you have a thousand milligram window before you could really cause havoc on your liver. Um, So again, these are not benign drugs. um, And it's really, I think in my opinion, the pharmaceutical company's job to do a better job to explain to you, you know, not just in the package insert, which, you know, has a print and font of about three that you have to read it with a magnifying glass um, of all the complications, but really do a better job with more direct-to-consumer marketing and explain and spend more of that $10 billion on these medications that you can pick up over the counter and explain what the potential side effects are and what medications they might interact with. So, Let's jump into what these are. So, you know, these are things that you would use for pain. Pain is a very common reason for patients to present to their doctor's office or their ER, and the pain can be for numbers of reasons. So if we talk about anti-inflammatories, so these are NSAIDs, which stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Um, So these are non-steroids, like not like prednisone, which people are kind of familiar with, um, but they also work as an anti-inflammatory, and it blocks... um, these chemicals in our body that reduce, you know, um, the inflammation, but they can also affect the certain chemicals in the stomach, which is why a lot of these people do develop stomach problems and GI side effects. So one of those generic drugs, the anti-inflammatories, is ibuprofen. So the generic name for this drug is ibuprofen. It is also found as brand name Motrin or brand name Advil. These typically come in 200 milligram tablets. Now, there's another anti-inflammatory that you can buy over the counter. This generic name is naproxen or naproxen, and its brand name is Aleve. These are 220 milligram tablets. So each one will tell you on the bottle how much you can take. Usually at a prescription dose, if I'm seeing people in the office and they have these at home, you know what we're using as far as ibuprofen, we would say take 600 milligrams, which would be three pills. And I'll typically say the rule of threes, which is easy to remember three pills, three times a day for three days. So 600 milligrams, three times a day with meals. So you're taking it with food for three days. 
because I don't like patients to take these for a long period of time. When I hear people say, oh, I've been on taking Advil Motrin for years, I, it makes me cringe because I wonder how their kidneys and stomach are. But if somebody's coming in with acute knee pain, they may find that a three-day burst of an anti-inflammatory makes a huge difference. you know. And I tell them, if you need to extend it for five or seven days, but don't go beyond seven. And again, these are people that don't have some contraindication to an anti-inflammatory. Now, what if someone says, well, I don't like ibuprofen or Motrin or Advil, um, but I like naproxen. That's worked for me in the past. Okay, that's fine. The naproxen or Aleve, these are 220 milligram tablets. So the prescription dose of that, if you got the pill, is 500. So a lot of times if patients are in a lot of pain and don't have a reason not to take a higher dose, I'll have them take two pills twice a day. So it's 440 milligrams twice a day for a total of 880, where the maximum prescription dose is around 1,000. Um, these, when taken in what we call a scheduled fashion, tend to work better. You know, I always use the analogy that if you had an antibiotic today for strep throat, you don't feel better today taking one dose. But commonly, people will write off these over-the-counter medicines as not working because they say, well, I took it, it didn't help. You don't feel better in a day and if you still feel sick, most people don't call their office that afternoon because they got the prescription that morning and say, hey, doc, the antibiotics don't work. I'm still sick. So it reaches its most effective level once it builds up what we call a steady state, which takes a number of doses. Um, so those are the anti-inflammatories. So ibuprofen, Motrin or Advil, naproxen, which is a leave. And I'll also put these in the show notes um, so you can kind of see these numbers and see these names. What about Tylenol? So Tylenol, generic name is acetaminophen. Uh, brand name Tylenol. And there's three different doses. And this is another thing that really confuses patients. So you have regular strength Tylenol, which is 325 milligrams. You have 500 milligram tablets, which are the extra strength Tylenol. And you have 650 milligram tablets, which is the arthritis strength Tylenol. So again, the old dose daily per, per maximum dose per day used to be 4,000. Now they've lowered it to 3,000. So if somebody comes in again, you know, fairly acute pain with knee pain, something like that, a dose of 1,000 milligrams, so two of the 500 milligram tabs three times a day becomes a very good effective dose for a short period, say for three days or five days. We don't want to take an extended period in people that don't have, say, liver disease or some other complication that would contraindicate using this medication. Um, but routinely, you know, I, I see people, they're not sure of the doses. So they'll say, you know, I remember it was a thousand milligrams I could take three times a day, but they're taking ibuprofen. So they're taking five ibuprofen three times a day, which is way more than you should. So that's where, you know, I really think people need a better um, understanding of what these drugs are, what the doses are, what's safe. You know, look on the bottle. A lot of it says it right there, you know, but people are picking stuff out of the cabinet and they're just popping a couple pills in their hand. Now, one of the other things that we've talked about for a number of years is the idea of combo therapy. So we'll say one plus one equals three, which means that the addition of an anti-inflammatory with acetaminophen works better than either one alone, and it may increase the effectiveness of pain control, but also lowering the risks of side effects because you're taking lower doses of both. So, you know, a lot of times what we'll do is say, hey, take, you know, two ibuprofen or three ibuprofen with one or two Tylenol and you can do that three times a day. It's more of an acute pain dosing after surgery. And it's been shown that higher dose Tylenol, let's say 1,000 milligrams with say 600 milligrams of ibuprofen can almost be a, as effective or equivalent to the strength of pain relief that you would get with Tylenol with codeine or something like Vicodin. 
So it's another way that we can avoid the use of the narcotics. So now, uh, and this has been out in Europe for a while, but now in America, you can buy a combo pill. So you can buy Advil with acetaminophen in one tablet. But just to confuse you even more, they change the doses again. So in the combo pill, you're getting 125 milligrams of Advil with 250 milligrams of acetaminophen. So if you took two of those, you'd be getting 250 milligrams of Advil um, and then 500 milligrams of acetaminophen. So just know that you know if you're taking that, you have to, if you're going to say up the ibuprofen, you might take one extra ibuprofen trying to get a little bit closer to the 600 milligram mark. But you need to make sure that you're not taking that plus other stuff and overdosing the limit of either of those drugs. So that's the main reason I wanted to introduce this is we have a new player in the market, a new pill to add to your drug you know, cabinet at home. But if you're buying it, you have to understand what you're getting and what you're buying. Um, and then the other newer um, option now, over-the-counter, which I believe is a great option because this was available over-the-counter um, in Canada for years, but was prescription until just recently, is the generic name Diclofenac or the brand name Voltaren Gel. So Diclofenac is an anti-inflammatory. They were the first ones to actually come out in a topical form. So this is a usually an orange-white tube that you can buy at the drugstore over-the-counter. So again, it's an anti-inflammatory, but you can rub this on your elbow, rub it on your hip, you know, rub it where you know where you hurt. Um, but the risks may be a little bit less because you're not ingesting it through your GI tract. But it doesn't mean that the risks are not there. So you know, this is something where certain patients that maybe shouldn't, for certain reasons, take oral anti-inflammatories. Occasionally, their doctor, say, if they have cardiac disease and they're on a blood thinner they may not want them taking high doses of ibuprofen, but they may say, yeah, on occasion, you can use this topical agent you know, by rubbing it in, and the risks of bleeding may be a little bit less. But again, you have to understand, the risks are still there, so you want to make sure what you're doing. So I'll put all of that in the show notes. Ibuprofen generic for Motrin or Advil. Naproxen is the generic of Aleve, and acetaminophen is the generic for Tylenol. We have a new combo pill, which is Advil, which is ibuprofen, plus acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, in one pill. And you also have this topical agent called Voltaren Gel, or the generic name Diclofenac. So that's the important information to know. But why is it important that you have a knowledge of these drugs? Okay, well, this is where people run into problems. Very commonly, I will have people that will come in and say, yeah, I was taking Motrin and it wasn't really helping. So then I, I take some Advil on top of that. Or I take Motrin and it's still hurting, so I take a leaf. You can't do that. You're taking two of the same type of drug. That's two anti-inflammatories. I said, that's like going out to eat and ordering a Coke and a Pepsi and saying, yeah, but I only had one soda. You had two sodas. They're just different brands. They're manufactured slightly differently, but you had twice as much sugar and twice as much calories. So when you start doubling up on two different types of anti-inflammatories, you're doubling your risk of developing a stomach ulcer, a bleed, a heart problem, a kidney problem. So you have to be aware of what they are and what you're taking. Okay, second big risk and thing that I see in the office all the, all the time. So I'm talking to a patient, going through their medical history. Oh, you're on a blood thinner for your heart or you had a stroke or you had you know a heart attack or a blood clot. And what do you take for your knee pain? Oh, I take Motrin, Advil, or Aleve. Like, no, you shouldn't. They're an anti-inflammatory. They can cause bleeding. They can cause cardiovascular disease. And they said, no, 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 they told me I couldn't take Tylenol. And it's like, no, no, that's the opposite. You can take Tylenol. Tylenol would be the safe drug if you're on a blood thinner 
And if you're on a blood thinner, you should not take the anti-inflammatories, which can cause bleeding. So next thing I see in the office, somebody comes in, jaundice, chronic liver disease, what are you taking for pain? Tylenol. No, you have liver disease. The Tylenol is cleared by your liver. You should not be on this medicine. And the similar sort of approach is somebody comes in, I look at their labs, I look at their history, they have bad kidney disease. So what do you take for pain? Well, I take Motrin or Advil or Leaf. No, they're cleared by your kidneys. Because you have kidney disease, you should not take anti-inflammatories. Ulcer people usually figure it out. So if you have a stomach ulcer, you're on medicine for your ulcer to reduce the acid in your stomach. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that when you take Motrin, Advil, and Aleve, it makes your stomach pain worse. So pretty quickly they realize, yeah, I can only tolerate Tylenol. Even if they don't know exactly what it does, they're going, yeah, that actually doesn't upset my stomach and it helps my pain. And again, we've talked about this before. The other big mistake that I see is some people, especially if they have chronic back pain and some doctor has put them on chronic narcotics, they're then taking additional Tylenol when they have pain because they're allotted so many pain pills per day. But what they don't realize is they haven't done the basic math of how many pain pills did I take, how much milligrams of Tylenol have I put in my body already, and then how many more milligrams of Tylenol am I putting in my body because I'm taking additional Tylenol in addition to my pain medicine. So you have to keep all those things in mind. So there's a lot of information here. And and that's why I'm actually doing this study, but that's why I'm doing these types of things, like these podcasts and videos. And I spend a lot of time going over my medications in the office with my patients because I wanna make sure that they understand if you're on this drug or this drug, you shouldn't take that drug, but you can take this drug. And that's where you really need to reach out to your healthcare provider, especially if you're on a lot of medications and say, hey doc, you know, I just want to verify if I have pain and if I go to the drugstore and buy a pill, what's the safe drug or which drug should I stay away from? Because it's very likely that you could be taking the wrong drug based on your medical history and based on the medication. But again, pain associated with knee pain, arthritis, wear and tear, things like that, strains, sprains, anti-inflammatories do work great to reduce pain, to reduce inflammation. The Tylenol medicines, the acetaminophens can reduce pain. They work on different receptors cleared by different systems. So again, anti-inflammatories can cause bleeding and those are typically mostly cleared by your kidneys. So kidney disease, bleeding issues, blood thinners, you wanna stay away from the anti-inflammatories. Tylenol is a pain reliever, works on a different pain receptor cleared mostly by the liver. So if you have liver disease, if you're taking other narcotics that have Tylenol in them, you want to avoid or limit the amount of Tylenol that you're taking. So a lot of information. This is one that, I mean, if you're using some of these medicines on a regular basis, you may actually want to go back and listen to this a few times. I'll put some of these specifics in the show notes. And I strongly encourage, you know, if you're using these, you know, more than just once in a blue moon, it's just discuss this with your healthcare provider and say, hey, when I have pain, which I commonly do because of my neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, um, this was the medicine I was taking. Is that okay? Is there something else I should use? What would be the appropriate dose? And what things should I look out for if I develop a side effect? So again, a lot of information, I think very important information, you know, feel free to, you know, you know, send your notes to your, uh, your friendly uh, pharmaceutical company and say, hey, why don't you take some of that uh, $10 billion that you're using for direct-to-consumer marketing and all these drugs that I can't get without a prescription and spend like $1 billion on putting information like this out on the internet um, and out on TV and out on the radio so people 
like me, know what's safe and what's not safe and what the appropriate doses are so I don't get myself into trouble and wind up like one of those 150,000 people that get hospitalized every year for side effects from these over-the-counter medications. So until next time, stay safe. I got some really good, um, you know, episodes coming up soon. Again, I kind of mentioned them. Um, I'm going to talk to you about sex after total hip replacement, a really common question that people, you know, wonder, when can I resume intimacy? And, you know, what positions do I have to be aware of that may put my hip at risk of dislocating? And we're also going to talk, um, kind of putting together sort of a list, um, you know, with my colleagues in the OR about, hey, what do we talk about? You know, obviously we talk a lot about the case and the surgery, but we're in there hours and hours a day. So there's other things that we talk about. And it's one of those things that people are really interested. Like, what music do you listen to? What do you talk about? What do you really do in that room? Um, So I'm going to go into some detail and tell you, you know, what we talk about. Um, And then I even have another episode that I'm working on and try to talk to you about what a trainee is in healthcare. You know, a lot of patients and friends and family members always ask me, well, what about the teaching hospital? And, you know, July, August, should I go when the interns and residents are new? And, you know, what do they actually do? And how involved is the doc? So I'm going to go into some detail and really kind of give you the inside scoop on, you know, what a training program is and what the different levels of training are and what the oversight is like. And, you know, how you actually, by being a patient, you know, help produce the doctors of the future um, because it is a learning experience for many, many years. Um, and by you know meeting patients and talking to your attendings and learning from taking care of those patients is what makes those doctors skilled in the future because they've had all this practice with oversight for all of these years. Um, so a lot of information, a lot of stuff I'm working on, a lot of stuff coming up. Um, until next time, stay safe. Thanks for listening. Um, if you can, um, please leave a review. It helps other people like you find this podcast if they enjoy the information that you're hearing. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you'll be updated when all of the new episodes uh, come online. Until next time, I'm Adam Rosen. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.